Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host, Morgan, and here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. Today's guest is Kirsten from Beauty and the Bubbly. She is a Walt Disney World influencer, and she talks all about having an amazing opportunity working with Disney World. So if anybody is interested in starting your own Disney Instagram, you'll very much enjoy this episode and the magical moments that come with it. We are always looking for more magical moments to be featured on the show. So if you have a magical moment, go to the link in the show notes and you can submit your story there. We are currently looking for Halloween and Christmas time stories. So please send them in. I cannot wait to read them and possibly have you on the show. We have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a single episode. But now on with the show. We have a brand new guest. I am so excited to have Kirsten on. Hi, Kirsten. How are you today? I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on my show and share your most magical moment. Funny story. I don't know what it is, so it'll be a fun surprise for everybody. (laughs) And you are based in Disney World, correct? Yes. I actually just moved to Orlando last June, so um, I'm, I guess, maybe a month and a half short of a year. Oh my goodness, that's so exciting, and you picked a hot month to move to. Where'd you move from? (laughs) I moved from Knoxville, Tennessee, and it was very hot, and the day we got in, it rained. Oh, so very exciting adventures for sure. Moving to Florida. And what made you want to move to Florida? I actually, I lived here before in 2014. I did a college program. I did two consecutive programs. So I was here for a year and loved it so much. But after my program, I moved back to Knoxville for a job. And it just, um, Knoxville's not my hometown. It it was my college town. It never really Uh felt like home. I always felt like there was unfinished business in Orlando and and here I am. I made it happen. So I love that. I love that. And so your college town, you had ties to go back there, but now you're 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 continuing the adventure in Florida. Um can I ask you what you did during your college program? Yes. So I did the same role during my college program. I was an attractions cast member at Winnie the Pooh and oh. a tea party in Magic Kingdom. Oh, how fun. Oh my goodness. Did you like those rides or do you kind of have like a love-hate relationship with them because you were there so often? No, I I could I feel like I couldn't have asked for a better place to be. It was the perfect ride, oh. you know. No one really is too stressed out when Pooh would go down and it would go down yes. a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and it, it never only on the really really busy days did it have like a super long wait and there were times that are rough there were certain positions at the ride that were rougher than others like you know your your fast pass and and standby line merge point is always <laughs> gonna yes. be yes so that was one and people did wild things yeah so you had to be the person to be like okay this many fast pass people go and one yeah. family from the standby line and then another 30 people and then one from the standby like I, I don't know the math of it and stuff but that's kind of hard to like see the standby people waiting and then you're just like I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the most awkward position ever to be at merge point. But, you know, between that and then teacups was one, people would do weird, dangerous things on the teacups. <gasps> um, you'd be surprised. Tell um, us one. I'm curious. And also, don't try this at home or at Disney World or land anywhere there's teacups. <laughs> I literally remember I, I was working at teacups one day and it was, was so ironic because my leaders, they were actually watching me because, you know, they'll come by and watch the rides, make making sure everyone is following the proper safety procedures. And there's this family. It's um, a mother and her two children. So I start the teacups and then all of a sudden her child 
stands up and opens the door and steps onto the saucer of the cup. And yeah, so I had to stop the ride. That was one. I also, um, there was a family, they were literally throwing their children up in the air while the <gasps> cups were spinning. So there's a lot. <laughs> Why would parents like think that that's okay? Like it's one thing if like, you know, a group of teenagers are like being obnoxious, but like people with their kids and their pa- like, what? Yeah, it, it was wild. <laughs> oh my goodness. It is a mad tea party. So, I mean, I guess they're being very in theme. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so working at Magic Kingdom, did you like that park or did you wish you got to work at another park? Um, you know, there were multiple reasons why I liked Magic Kingdom. I mean, it had its ups and downs. At the time, Magic Kingdom, you know, there were extra magic hours. So the park was staying open at that time in 2014. I mean, you could get a day where the park was open till three o'clock in the morning. Yes. And, and this was in the spring, not even the summer, the holidays back in the spring, you know, in, in April and in March, the, the park is staying open until three o'clock, 3 a.m. because of extra magic hours. And so, you know, you had those nights that were rough but if you were down there and you were looking to make a lot of money there definitely was a lot more money to be made someplace like magic kingdom because of all the overtime and so that part was great it was also great uh because if you had a a later shift then you could see the fireworks every night oh i didn't even think about that that is so sweet yeah and certain positions were really good for watching the fireworks. And don't they shoot some of the fireworks off of Winnie the Pooh? Am, am I wrong in that? So there are some that shoot right by the castle, but then okay. the other ones actually shoot kind of behind Fantasyland. So you oh. can see them really well. Even behind the castle, you can see the fireworks portion really well in the back of Fantasyland because the fireworks shoot off like behind that section of the park oh very nice so if you guys don't get a good spot in front of the castle bandit sea land is mm-hmm. a good place to go if you yes, can't it is <laughs> where did you live this will this is one of my questions but i want to know because i did disney college program in fall 2013 so we oh. just missed each other but i was not in magic kingdom sadly <laughs> i so the first half of my program i was in vista way and i had three roommates and a fun time. The second half of my program, I was in Chatham and I had one roommate. Oh. And there were pros and cons to both. You know, Chatham was a nice in-between. I know things are probably different in recent years, but you know, it was kind of Vista Way was the really social place where you got yes. to meet all the people. And so I felt like, you know, like if I wanted to meet people and and be in a place that was lively. It was definitely Vista Way. Obviously, the facility mm-hmm. wasn't as nice. Um, yes. <laughs> For those that don't know, and I lived at Vista Way too, Vista Way was definitely the cheapest. Yeah. Um, it, like you said, social is a very nice word of putting it. Every, it kind of got a bad rap of like the party place. But again, it was so social. Like you could just go to your friend's apartment, knock on their door, and everybody would be hanging out or meet at this place. Like it was very fun place to be. It was great. Yeah. Chatham was a good in-between and it had its benefits. Like it was close to the mall and they would have events there, um, different things like that. A couple different things at Chatham. I, I like them both equally, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know which one I like better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You had a great experience. Back to your Magic Kingdom shifts. People don't realize that if the park closes at three, you're not getting out till an hour, two hours, maybe even three hours later. I don't know. I've never worked in Magic Kingdom before, but that would be wild staying up that late to work in the parks and have those crazy shifts. So yeah. props to you. <laughs> it was it was crazy. And, you know, with attractions, it's not as bad because, you know, you cut the attraction immediately and it's 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 Winnie the Pooh. So you're really going to have <laughs> at a two hour wait at, at 2.59 at Winnie the Pooh, like you would at some other rides. So didn't have right. to go home as late as probably if I was working in the Emporium or Cosmic yes. Rays or something like oh. that. But um, it, it was definitely good. And yeah, the, the long nights. Uh, did you have like a 24 hour day? 
Oh, you I, didn't work at Magic Kingdom. So we had a 24-hour day and oh. I worked a 24-hour day shift. Wait, you worked how long in the shift? So there was, um, they used to have the 24-hour days Yes, at Magic Kingdom. And so I had one of the overnight shifts. I got there. I feel like I got there at like five. <gasps> I didn't get off until five. <laughs> oh no, that's so cruel. <laughs> As as college program kids, we're definitely the bottom of the barrel for sure. Yes. And when it comes to getting shifts, I was very fortunate because I worked at Disney Springs. Well, back then, back in my day, it was downtown Disney. But downtown Disney, yes. And I worked at the World of Disney store, and I was always lucky that you know downtown Disney, or at least my store, closed at eleven. So I knew mm-hmm. at the latest. I would be there till one, two o'clock in the morning because we have to, you know, restock and set things up for the next day kind of thing. So it did take a little bit of while because it is the biggest Disney store in the world. But, you know, it was at least it was like a consistent sleep schedule, which I couldn't imagine, like, you know, going to bed so early because you have a five o'clock shift and then you need to account for getting ready and then travel time and then walking from the back of Magic Kingdom all the way to your shift spot. Like, I couldn't imagine. No, no, no. <laughs> And you got to go because you worked in Magic Kingdom through the tunnels and stuff like that. Yes, that was pretty cool. (laughs) But did you see anything cool down there or something surprising um, being in Magic Kingdom and in the tunnels? Um, I mean, it, it's not as cool as you would think, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's cool because you get to see it. There's nothing super cool that's happening. Um, like a lot of people would imagine, but I just thought it was so interesting. Like the ways that you could get to where you needed to be. That, that was the biggest thing, like just how everything works. And it, it's another It goes into, you know, the Magic Kingdom being such a perfect place, like everything is curated, everyone's in their perfect spot. And it's just amazing, like how that is the the catalyst for how everything disperses on stage. So, you know, the reason they do that, um, because they don't have this at Disneyland, for those that don't know, is the cast members, you know, if you're in Adventureland, and you're walking through Fantasyland, like that kind of ruins your immersion a little bit. So they have the tunnels. So that doesn't happen. And you always stay in show. So I think that was a great idea when Walt created Disney World. Yeah. Uh, so you did the Disney College program and your love of Disney grew and you're in Orlando now. So what are you doing nowadays? So nowadays, I actually, um, I still have the same job that I, well, kind of the same job that I did in Knoxville. I work remote. I work in IT. So that is primarily what I do by day, Monday (laughs) through Friday. Uh, And then of course, like being here has opened up so many opportunities as far as influencing and Instagram. And I, you know, made so many new friends and just gotten a chance to try so many new things. And, and that's just such a big part of me being here is, you know, everything that I've been doing with Instagram and, and Disney influencing and all of that. So yes, you have an amazing style. And I fell Thank in you. love with your feed. You're so cute. And you're again, your outfits are adorable. So you guys definitely go check out her Instagram. Her links will be in the show notes. But would you want to drop your Instagram right now? Yes. So my Instagram handle is beauty and the bubbly and that's beauty spelled B-E-A-U-T-I-E. Cute. That is so cute. Is beauty and the beast your favorite? Is that why you base it off of that? I love Beauty and the Beast. Oh. I love Bubbly. I love Champagne. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I wasn't going to ask this, but since you like Bubbly, where is the best place to get a Bubbly drink in Disney World? So I can tell you where my favorite places just to get drinks in general. Um, I love Nomad Lounge. It's Ooh. definitely one of my favorites. Um I would say I also love Enchanted Rose, and they have a really good French 75, which is bubbly. That's another one of my favorites. It's a little more expensive. I love the atmosphere, but definitely Nomad Lounge is one of my favorites. And really, Disney Springs has a lot of great places for drinks that people don't know about. Like Chef Arts is great. Um, I like Morimoto Asia. So many good places. But Nomad Lounge is definitely a fave of mine. So... (laughs) All right, everybody listening, write that down. Nomads Lounge at Animal Kingdom. Go check it out. I need to check it out. I need to explore Disney World more because I got Disneyland on lock. But now that I'm there in Orlando, I'm like, 
okay, this is a lot bigger ball game than Disneyland. Um, where do I start? And I'm just kind of like overwhelmed. And I'm like, where do I even go? Like, because <laughs> everybody recommends so many things. So, okay, I'll start in No Man's Nomads Lounge. I keep saying No Man's. <laughs> I know it's hard. I mean, you could live here for forever and never do everything. And that's the great part. I, I love me some Disneyland, but the great part about being on the East coast is that you could literally have a different experience like for years going into this. Oh, world. for sure. And especially as everything is changing too, especially, mm-hmm. you know, we're coming up on the 50th at the time of this recording and who knows all the things that are changing and the plans and all, you know, even the plans change be- over, you know, rides get, you know, pushed back because of COVID. And so things keep changing here and it's great for sure. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so excited. (laughs) Like, thank you for sharing your Disney love and background and whatnot. But now we'll get into some fun questions to ask you. So the one I ask everybody is, why do you love Disney? Disney, I fell in love with Disney when I was really, really young. I can't remember a part of my life where like a a part in time, a moment in time where it wasn't (laughs) part of my life. I can't even talk. And so, you know, very early on, the first movie I remember seeing in theaters was The Lion King. I was really young, but you know, that's the first movie. I remember all of my toys being Disney, our games, like, like from a young age, I've probably been playing video games since I was five but all of my Sega Genesis games were like Aladdin Lion King like it's just always been yes. a part of my life and my parents they would take us to Disney World just about every other year so I just think early on I had this attachment with you know the fun things in my life that I love like video games and all my toys and all my movies and vacation it was Disney related so oh. Here I am. That is fantastic. And you obviously you are in Disney World. You're in Orlando. You're not in Disney World. You're you're in Orlando. And (laughs) you mentioned Disney. (laughs) I know, right? Can we just, you know, get a room in the castle? That'd be nice. Right. (laughs) Um, but so you've been to Disney World, obviously you live there, and you mentioned Disneyland. Have you been to any other international parks? And how recent was your Disneyland trip? I um my last time being in Disneyland was in 2019. Um, and so I am desperately missing it. Uh, <laughs> it's I, you, Typically, I would go every other year. It's my year now. And I'm just like, I, I need to be there. So I'm really sad. So hopefully, I've been yes. there a couple times. I have also been to Tokyo Disneyland once. Ah, yes. And how did you love it? It was it was awesome and I'm dying to go back. I only got to spend one day there and so <gasps> I you know I really 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 want to go back. I love Japan so much and I recommend just if you get a chance to go out there there's so much that you should do like stay there for two months (laughs) and then spend a week in Disneyland (laughs) yes I was fortunate enough to go and I spent three days which I think was just the right amount of time for Tokyo Disneyland but we didn't get a chance to explore the city because we had to go back so you and me had opposite situations so we both need to go back and like you said stay for two months and do the whole thing and what was something that you loved at Tokyo Disney that you they you wish they would bring over to Disneyland or World or both of those parts? I really, really, this is going to sound really strange, but I love that they sit down during parades. <laughs> okay, no. me too. Me too. You don't understand until you've <laughs> gone through it. It's so nice. I ended up buying those little mats that they have. Yes. Like, I. why don't we do this over here? Instead, you have people with their lo- like kids on their backs, tripods yes. all up in the air, and you can't see anything unless you're right up, <laughs> especially at Disneyland. And mm. so, yeah, I, I wish everyone sat down during attraction <laughs> like that. Yes. And then also, too, like, more if more people are sitting down and the parade floats especially over there are extremely tall and high Mm -hmm. more people can see if more people are sitting down because it's all everybody's kind of looking up now if everybody's like standing then only certain amount of people can see oh I am very passionate about that choice that you just said so (laughs) thank you for saying that 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so you've been to Disneyland, Disney World, and Tokyo Disney. Awesome. Okay, so this is a tough one. Um, so not necessarily your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to? I so I actually my favorite character is the character that I am I feel like I have a lot of similarities to, and it's Winnie the Pooh. And it's because he loves to eat. He wakes up in the morning and he does his stoutness exercises. Yes. You know, <laughs> his little up downs. I don't know the rhyme, but it's so cute. Yeah, he like he loves like his friends, and he's just like kind of carefree and always being. You know, he has this thoughtful spot. I I relate to Winnie the Pooh. He and he's my favorite character. Oh my goodness. He's so cute and cuddly. It's just very lovable. I love it. <laughs> All right. Especially working in attractions too. What is your dream ride to get stuck on? Ooh, Haunted Mansion for sure. I would love to see that ride with the lights on. Oh, yes. Thousand percent. I would love it. Dinosaur is another one. I want to know what's going on in there when the lights come on. Oh, me too. Me too. Okay, let's try to get on stuck. Let's try to get stuck on it together because then yes. get evac'd from like the middle or like right in front of the T Rex at the end. Oh, I just I want to see that in real life. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> My next question is: What is an unpopular Disney opinion that you have? Oh, I have a couple. Ooh, spill them all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I've I've had churros from Disney World and Disneyland. And I just, I don't know what the hype is. I'm not a churro person. <laughs> Nomad Lounge actually has delicious churros. But outside oh. of that, I don't, I don't understand the churro hype. Did you ever, when going to Disneyland, did you ever get to try like a flavored seasonal churro that they have there sometimes? Yeah. I um I don't remember what flavor it was. It was like a Halloween. It was a okay. seasonal churro. I don't know if it I don't remember if it had like a real flavor. I just know it was like purple and orange and Ooh, all of that yes. fun stuff. My other unpopular opinion would be that I am not I'm not a Peter Pan fan and I feel like so many Disney fans like love Peter Pan and he's uh -huh. my least favorite Disney character. Okay. I can agree with you. <laughs> if you really think about it, poor Wendy has to put up with all of Peter Pan's crap, for lack of a better word. And, you know, he like this girl is crushing on him and he's literally turning around calling her his mother. Like, poor Wendy, <laughs> you know, yes, poor girl. He's super like snotty. Yeah, he's a little brat, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely agree with you for that like you know the movie as a whole is wonderful yes, like yes. I love going to Neverland and the, the storytelling of it all but just like him as a person not very nice not very nice <laughs> and you know Tinkerbell tried to kill Wendy yes. and he's just like you're banished that's it's it like no you know <laughs> oh it's dramatic um any other unpopular disney or universal ones because i you go to universal as well i do go to universal a lot. <gasps> i think some of my other ones like just kind of deal with the nostalgia like i think mission breakout is better than tower of terror you know like something <gasps> like that yes. You know, a lot of my Disneyland friends would agree with you. Universal, um, Universal is an interesting place. I, I love Universal, but I, I think one unpopular opinion, and I think some people agree and some people don't. I do think that Universal has got the show aspect, like not from a cast standpoint or a team member standpoint, mm -hmm. but from like just the, the, the facade and the way it looks and how everything's so big and high. Mm -hmm. And I think that they do a great job, like they do a better job in some some places they have historically with their sets I think Disney stepped it up when it comes to Galaxy's Edge and Pandora but I think that if you look at it before that a lot of the the scenery was kind of it was you know a smaller scale and so mm -hmm. I, I do think that Universal does that a little better I think the biggest thing is that a lot of Universal's it is facade and at least at Disney, like you can go into a lot of the shops and the restaurants and things like that. Yes, I, I can agree with you. Yeah, Universal does a pretty good job, especially when it comes to their Harry Potter wizarding worlds. Like mm -hmm. those are so fun and so immersive. So, okay, um, a little off sidetrack, but what is your, do you know your Harry Potter Hogwarts house? Yes, I'm a Slytherin, proud Slytherin. <laughs> yes, you, you, you're very proud. You, you feel like you've been sorted correctly. <laughs> I do. I've actually, I've taken the Pottermore test four times 
times, old and new. And oh. I've been Slytherin every time. So it's in your blood. Not, and not all Slytherins are bad. I, I, as a Ravenclaw, I tend to be really good friends with Slytherins. Like my best friend, Sarah, who comes on this podcast every so often, her, she's a Slytherin and we just get along great and we have a great time together. So not all <laughs> Slytherins are bad. <laughs> I feel like everyone has a good Slytherin in their life. Oh, you definitely. Just Draco <laughs> just gives a bad rap for everybody. So they all just seem bad. <laughs> My next question is, so we do know you worked in attractions, but if you could work any other role in a Disney park, what would it be and why? I would have loved to be a fairy godmother at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. I think that would have been a really fun role. And you get to sprinkle the little pixie dust mm-hmm. onto the little the children and stuff. Okay, fun quick side story. So... I worked at World of Disney, and this was back when we had a Bibbidi Bobbidi boutique inside of our store. And, you know, there there's the fairy godmothers in training, or fidgets as we like to call them. And we would break with them in our same break room. So one time, you know, they get done a lot quicker than us as we're like cleaning up the store and closing up. And one time my friend grabbed one of the wands and bibbidi bobbidi booed me when I wasn't looking and got all this glitter on me and I loved it I was like I don't ever want to wash this I love it everywhere put more please I love it very fun awesome okay next question is so you're very stylish but if you had to wear one of those cliche Disney shirts which is a cliche Disney shirt you wouldn't mind wearing I like those shirts that say um, the snack ones. They're like, I'm here for the snacks or something like that. And they've got Dole Whips on them and (laughs) things like that. Cute. Are you a big snack girl? I know we're like, you like the bubbly. I do like snacks. I I do really like Dole Whip, like the swirl one. (gasps) Yes. Okay, wait. Follow-up question to that. Float or just soft serve? I so I, I do really like the float, but I kind of I'm a soft serve person. It's sometimes the float is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So most I will occasionally get the float. Most of the time, if I'm in the mood, I'll just get a soft serve. It's it's quicker. It's a little easy, a less less messy to eat. So maybe soft serve, but the swirl has to be swirl. <laughs> gotcha. And what do you swirl it with? Do you swirl it with vanilla or orange or I think at Disneyland they have raspberry too. Yeah, I just swirl the pineapple and vanilla. Although I keep um, hearing people say at that one um, stand that's in Disney California Adventure, there is like they have lemon soft serve and apparently it tastes good with pineapple and I wouldn't think so but everyone oh. says it's so good I forget it's like the abominable I don't remember what it's called but it's in it's on the pier in California Adventure yes I love that one I've only been there like once when it first opened but it was fairly good it was fairly good <laughs> yeah I want to taste that so <laughs> awesome speaking of Disneyland and vacations what is a Disney character you would like to take on a vacation with and where would you go that is a good one. You know, I would love to take Tiana like to New Orleans and then she could show me all of the <gasps> delicious places to eat food. That's where I would go. That sounds like a fantastic trip. And during Mardi Gras? Yes. <laughs> That's so fun. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a dream trip. I love that idea. <laughs> okay. If you could have any Disney animal sidekick as a pet, in your house, living with you on a day-to-day basis, which animal would you have? Oh, this is a tough one. Okay. I feel like I need a Jiminy Cricket in my life to to help me. Not necessarily like make like like really like poor judgment decisions, but just to like listen to my conscience. Like let it be my guide, like what I should do. Not from a moral standpoint, but just to help me think through like, is this really what you want to do today? <laughs> I love that. Or motivate you. Like he's kind of like a life coach. So I would definitely look into that. That is a very good answer. I didn't even think of him. That is so great. Awesome. So since you are a Beauty and the Beast fan, I will ask if you were an enchanted object in the Beast Castle, what enchanted object would you be and why? This is hard because I was going to say the wardrobe, but she's already there. Um, (laughs) Could I just be a bowl that like tastes all the food? I love it. Yes. Yes. A bowl. Maybe a flower pot. I like flowers. I don't know. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you're like you're like a foodie for sure. The more I'm learning about you, you're very foodie kind of person, which Disney World is perfect for you to be in because there's so much to try. <laughs> that is so great. Okay. And my very last question is, what is a ride you would be absolutely devastated if they demolished it during your lifetime? Updates and improvements are acceptable though. Wow. Okay. This is hard. I know exactly what show I would pick. Um, Ride? Maybe Big Thunder Mountain. Ooh. At Disneyland or World specifically? Disney World. Okay. Okay. And why do you pick that one? I just think it's it's classic. I, I feel like for this question, I almost have to pick a Magic Kingdom ride. And it's something that... In Magic Kingdom, it's it's like, you know, like you have things like Dumbo, but Dumbo's kind of like carpets and it's kind of like Astro Orbiter. And so I feel True. like it's kind of, it's its own thing and it's been there for a long time. It's a must ride for me every time I go to Magic Kingdom. Oh. And I just think, you know, if it had an enhancement, I think it would be fine. But if they just completely got rid of it, like that's where I get my thrills. So I need it to be there. <laughs> okay, now follow up question to your answer, Big Thunder Mountain. Where is your favorite place to sit on Big Thunder Mountain? Oh, definitely the back. Yes. <laughs> if, if you sit in the back, it's the wildest ride in the wilderness. If you sit yeah. anywhere from the middle front, it is the mildest the ride mild. in the wilderness. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> it's so great. I don't know who said that, but some one of my friends said that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so true. It's perfect. I've never heard that, but absolutely right. It is, it is two completely different rides depending on where you sit. So <laughs> if you can, ask a cast member very nicely to sit in the back, everybody. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Kirsten, for answering all of those ridiculous questions. You had a very unique answer. But now we'll get into your most magical moment. So I'll let you take it away and share your magic. Yeah, I. it's funny because I, I get asked this question, you know, having worked at Disney and, and being in this space, I get asked this question frequently. And literally it changes every year. But it's so great because it just means that every year I you know, make a magical moment that has, that's better than previous. So I, I'm going to go with a recent magic moment and it would definitely be when I received an email that Disney was inviting me to come to the young adult media event to show mm -hmm. Festival of the Arts and, and all of that. And I think that that moment stuck out for me because I have so many magic moments, <laughs> but yes. I, I think that it was, it was almost like, you know, up at like everything that I've done involving Disney, like from being a little girl to working for Disney, to just kind of like posting all of my pictures on Instagram to actually saying, okay, well, maybe I'm going to create curated content for Instagram have led up to that point. And it's just, it was amazing because when I was younger, I would always, we would come here for our trips. We would drive 13 hours. And Woof. Oh my goodness. 13. <laughs> yeah. And how many siblings do you have? Just one. I have one. Okay. Here. So it's just the two of you with your parents, obviously mm -hmm. in the car for 13 hours. For oh my 13. gosh. Did you break it up over like a couple of days? Yeah, we would make a stop. So we would drive from Memphis. I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. Oh. And we would usually make that like halfway stop in Atlanta. And then from Atlanta, it's like a handful of hours. I don't know, but I did something similar growing up on in from the East Coast as well. It was about nine hours though. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, nine hours. Seems like a cakewalk after... <laughs> As a kid, it builds builds character and endurance and a lot of patience. <laughs> it does. But, you know, we would make that car ride. And I remember we would pass the casting building. And I remember I was a kid and me and my sister would be like, one day we're going to be cast members and we're going to work for Disney. And then that happened. And just the fact that now I get to work with Disney and somebody there knows who I am. And, and my boyfriend and I, we got posted on Walt Disney World's page from that event. And, you know, just everything about that moment, like getting the email, but then also the follow up to the event and posting, it just, it's, it's been so great. And it's been so satisfying. And it just, uh, you know, it just makes me feel good. Like all of my 
my work is paid off and all of my love is paid off. And I just, you know, hope that people see it and they, they say, okay, like you can, you can literally start from nothing. I don't think I was like some person that was built or made to be a creator or or anything of the sort, but you know, you can just like love something and really put a lot of effort into it and, and be a part of a community and, and you can like make something really cool like that happen. And I hope people can, you know, anyone who's feeling like, <laughs> like they're going nowhere yeah, or, that, or all this work is for nothing, yeah, you know, you know, cause I still have those moments um, that they'll, they'll see that and they'll be like, okay, well I can, I can do it too. And, and that, that's the biggest thing. And I, you know, I love sharing all of the things that, I love about Disney to other people. So just to be asked to do that, it it was great. And I'd say that that's been one of the highlights of my year. That is fantastic. Um, can we actually go back and elaborate a little bit more? So you were, were you living in Orlando at the time? Yeah, you were living in Orlando mm-hmm. when you first got this email. What, did you work with them on any other collabs, like with Style Disney or anything like that beforehand? Or was this just completely out of the blue, unexpected? So I, um, I had actually attended another event back it was july or august um i was actually someone's guest um right after your move perfect so you didn't have to fly or drive down 11 hours or 13 hours (laughs) exactly and i um so one of my friends got invited and the representative that reached out to her said um you can bring a guest but we would really really love it if you brought at that time my name was magical cake um if you would bring her and and so you know I was requested to be there that was awesome um after that I had been um shop Disney actually reached out to me um to send me a pair of ears and then shortly after that I got the email being hosted at Disney and actually I I just recently got another uh shop Disney collab with some Disney designer ears I posted I'm not sure when you'll post this but it was April 28th. So that was yesterday. (laughs) Yes. I saw those ears. Those were very cute. The denim and whatnot and stuff. It was very, very cute. You did a great job on it. Thank you. And um, I actually have something else that I'm doing with Disney (gasps) next week. So stay tuned for that, everybody. And so when you got the email, you were just what were your feelings? So, you know, getting hosted is a very big deal. Like I, I've kind of realized too, like they, they kind of pick the same people. So when they branch out to us, other influencers, mm-hmm. it's super exciting. So when you got that email to be hosted, how did you feel? I mean, it felt amazing, um, you know, to feel like Disney's this big, huge company and to feel like, oh, like, you know, we do all these things. We create all this content. We tag them in pictures and we wear their stuff like in hopes that they'll notice us. You're like, hi, and- I'm here <laughs> one day. Hello. Yeah. Big summer blowout. <laughs> exactly. And and so when, you know, the moment when you realize, okay, like I, I am on their radar, I guess, it, it's really cool. And, you know, I, I hope that maybe you know, through this thing, I can get to a point where I can, I have some, some kind of say and like, Hey, like you should check out these other creators and, and keep the, you know, keep it going. And what we all dream of that does all of yes. our us Disney creators, our dream is for Disney to mm-hmm. invite us. So I, I feel like, you know, I've achieved that dream and I just, I want other people to experience it too. That really, really, mm-hmm you know, that's something that they want to do. That is absolutely fantastic. And I love that you're supporting the community and lifting up one another because there's plenty of room for all of us. Mm-hmm. Like Exactly. Disney's pretty big. If people didn't know, Disney's pretty big. And so I, I definitely think, you know, I, I believe anybody too. If you want to start a Disney Instagram, go for it. You never know what opportunities might lead you and stuff. And I, I've been fortunate enough to get a couple little opportunities. I, I've been sent a pair of ears as well. And it's yes. it's such a good special feeling to be like, oh my gosh, like Disney noticed know me. Like, <laughs> it, it feels like, you know, Cinderella at the ball with the prince noticing her. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> um, And so when backtracking a little bit to your story too, when you got that email and you were excited and everything, how much in advance, like how much time in advance did you know? And then I want to get into talking about like your prep for it because your outfits and I want to deep dive into your outfits as well <laughs> for Festival of the Arts though. 
Yes. So I, um, the first time when I was, uh, when my friend was invited, I believe it was maybe like a two week turnaround with the big event. I maybe because it involved like a hotel stay and that there were certain people that were coming up. They, that one, I found out the beginning of December. So I had like a little over a month's notice. Oh, good, um, good. At the one that is coming up, did not have very much notice at all. Got that email two days ago and it's next <laughs> Thursday. Oh, no. <laughs> so, but it, what are you doing with the podcast with me? Go get ready. <laughs> So um, sometimes it's it's a lot of notice and and sometimes it's not and it's when it's something that's seasonal it's it's almost like it's almost easy because you know like I'm I'm a big planner so I kind of start planning that seasonal content out far in advance so you know I know that I want to wear this type of outfit to Festival of the Arts and I know I want to wear this type of outfit for this and, and that and so. It, it depends. <laughs> you you already had something brewing in your mind before this offer probably even came around. Yeah, so. Except for the one that's coming up. <laughs> oh, exactly. you'll see yeah. why. You're <laughs> planning this. So perfect, perfect. And um, do you want to describe your Festival of the Arts outfits for those that didn't get a chance to see it and stuff? Because you guys looked great. Like that's how I found you was through your Festival of the Arts oh, content. Awesome. So I. I knew that I wanted to do like some different art themed outfits. I found this amazing art palette um, fascinator on Etsy. And so that was the first piece is that I saw this piece and I was like, okay, like I, I love this piece. I need this piece. And I need to figure out an outfit specifically for this. So that's how a lot of my outfits, like I, I started out, it's usually like a piece that I find and I'm like, okay, like I'm going to see what I have in my closet that works with this piece. So a lot of times, like I like to Disney bound and do style based off of things I already have, but I will like buy or make like a really cool statement piece or whatever. And do you have a do you have a sewing background or learning to sew? Or? No, we we put things together with glue and paper clips over here. But it works <laughs> when you only need it to work hey, for you a couple can't, hours. There you go. Take a couple pictures and then und- <laughs> go change into comfy clothes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it, love it. Behind the scenes, guys, exclusive. Here. <laughs> you know, the artist palette was definitely the 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 statement piece, and then like I knew, like okay. You know, I originally, so I, I ended up with this white wrap dress. Um, funny story is that the original idea was that I wanted to paint splatter the dress. And as you can see by the pictures, that never happened because I was so busy this week, um, that prior week with work. And then um, also planning um, a birthday for a friend right before that trip. And so never got a chance to paint splatter my dress, but I did manage to get my boyfriend to buy a paint splatter shirt off of Amazon. (laughs) Yes. And his looked great as well. I love that you guys were doing it together as a couple matching. Like it was phenomenal. But your mask had some paint splatters on it too. So that tied it all together. Yes, I did manage to find um, paint splatter mask. I was like, okay, this will work, you know, since I didn't get a chance to paint splatter the dress, but maybe next year. I plan to use it again, so I might I might paint splatter it. Who knows? And do something a little different. Oh, heck yeah. Definitely. And then you can just keep adding to it and maybe add glitter next time. I don't know. I'm a big yes. glitter person. I love glitter. <laughs> so you're there. You're on your trip. How many days did you get to stay on Disney property? So we stayed at Pop Century. We checked in on a Monday. So we had two. It was two nights, but the whole event was three days. So the first day was a Disney Springs and mini golf day. Um, the second day was the festival. And then the third day was Animal Kingdom. And then they gave us park hoppers. So we also went to Hollywood Studios later that day. Oh, how nice. And that's very generous. That is so great. And on your day at uh, Festival of the Arts and stuff, did you get like a tons of compliments and whatnot? Yes, that's always the best part. You know, people are so nice. And it definitely, I say, dressing up enhances the Disney experience because Mm -hmm. people are so nice and they come up to you and they compliment you. And definitely, you know, we had the art theme down. So everyone loved it. And and then it got shared. 
by Walt Disney World. So we had a lot of fun. My boyfriend, that was first time we had done something like that where he dressed up a little bit and oh. people absolutely, he got the most compliments. Everyone loved his shirt and he just ate it up. Oh. He was enjoying himself. Like it made him want to like start an Instagram and <laughs> talk about like coordinating outfits. It was great. That is so cute because I, I feel like, you know, most guys are going to be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Especially like boyfriends, like they're just along for the ride. You're lucky if they like wear something that kind of color resembles like a Disney bound or another character. And then the fact that he got so many compliments, he was probably just like, you know, standing a little taller and like, you know, like you said, eating it up and whatnot. I loved like, it. <laughs> that is so funny. You're just like letting him shine, like doing his own thing. So have you guys Disney bounded together since then? We haven't. Um, so unfortunately, he does not have a pass because, you know, they're not selling passes right. um, at this time. So he wasn't able to get one. I had one prior because I was coming down here pretty much like what felt like every other month. Uh, beforehand <laughs> driving or flying 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 okay few few <laughs> yes they're pretty cheap flight between here and knoxville and also like got buddy passes and things like that so because of that i was able to fly for pretty you know pretty cheap like usually less than 50 bucks <laughs> oh very nice mm -hmm. and so he did not get a chance to get a pass he does have a universal pass so we go there oh. a lot um we've talked about coordinating outfits I like I'm still like playing around with my universal wardrobe though building mm. it up Yes. And does he live in Orlando with you as well? Or is yes. he still in Tennessee? Oh, fantastic. Yes. Universal is the way to go. I definitely want to do some, I think as, as a Disney community, I think we need to um, do more Disney bounds for Universal or Universal bounds. Cause like I would definitely want to do some Harry Potter and then, you know, Jurassic World's yes. new roller coasters coming out. Okay. So yay. Okay. So we were talking about Universal. Yes. We need to do Universal bounds. And like, I love, I think I just saw today another influencer she did Scooby-Doo bound and I was like oh mm -hmm. I want to get like a group of five and do the Scooby-Doo gang like that'd be so fun or minions like there's so much you can do at Universal as well because you know yes. Universal's got a lot of properties they do they do yes so if you ever want to do a group Universal bound count me in I would love to do that with you I am here for it and so you guys had a great day and at the end of the trip like how do you feel like what it, you know just looking back on it now especially it, I mean, it was a dream, you know, to get to do the little fun, like special events they had and that they like gave us lots, we had lots of food that we got to try and they gave us goodie bags and it was a dream. And sometimes I'm like, oh, did that happen? And then I have to look for photo evidence. I'm like, yeah, it happened. <laughs> it was all a blur. It was a wonderful dream. <laughs> like Alice in Wonderland. There you go. <laughs> And I kind of want to wrap this episode up with like any advice for anybody that wants to start a Disney Instagram or be an influencer and stuff, whether it be a Disney or some other topic or niche. Yeah, I, I think the first off, you know, it's going to feel very awkward at first, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you just have to push through it and eventually it'll feel normal. And I know for me, like it was really hard for me to decide to like change what was originally my personal Instagram with, you know, family and, and my coworkers and people that I knew from college and high school over to a Disney Instagram and like put this part of my life on display. And, you know, like it's not, it's not every day that you run across someone that has like a Disney obsession. And so it's something that, you know, it, it's a little nervous about and you wonder what people are going to think and it, it was so surprising I'm sure there are some people that probably think that I'm a weirdo but it was so surprising to me how many people really really were interested in what I was doing people that I hadn't talked to in years you know reaching oh. out like oh I'm going here and da 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 da, da. And, and you know and, and different things like that asking me for advice on Disney gifts for their friends and family oh. and, and and so you know it slowly became not as awkward um even though at work when people talk about it I still like close my eyes but <laughs> yes yes it's funny like all the you know these people that are Disney fans that hide it and they see you and then they're like oh wait hello like I want to do that too and mm -hmm. they get excited and they can gush about it with you okay tell me if you do this as well but when I'm in a social setting where it's not Disney or anything related to Disney or theme parks, I keep my Disney very low key. And yes. if somebody brings up Disney, I'm like, 
let me plan your whole vacation for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like I could talk about this all day now. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's great. I, I, I mean, I love talking about Disney to people and, you know, when people mm-hmm. are interested in it, it, there's always this hesitation. And then when people keep right. asking you questions, it's like, okay, they, maybe they don't think that I'm <laughs> a big weirdo yes. and they're actually interested. So that, you know, that's a big thing. I think, I think the other piece of advice I would give is just, you know, try being a part of a community, like regardless of whether it's Disney or any other niche, I feel like has been helpful for me. And I feel like it's been one of the the key things in my success is that, you know, being able to share people and meet people and bounce ideas off of people and, and people who, when they, they support me, when they see these things and, you know, share my account and share my posts and, and all of that. And I've made friends. And so I think, and by making friends, you know, I can ask them, you know, straight up really detailed ideas about like, what do you think I should do? And I I think being a part of a community, like really being a part of a community um, has probably been the number one most influential part of this whole thing for me. It it definitely has played a role the most. Oh, I, I love that, especially during the time when the parks were closed and we, you know, we couldn't go and whatnot. So I, I think it's great. And I think you are doing a fantastic job. And, you know, I if it wasn't for Disney Instagram, like, you know, not have known who you were and yeah. then met each other for, to do this podcast. Like we haven't met in person, but I feel like we're already good friends. Exactly. Like- <laughs> and we, we see each other and we, you know, on Instagram and you see what someone's doing and you, you want to support them and, you know, hype them up and love their content. And it's just, yeah, it, I feel like having like an interest in something that's so specific almost brings you closer like it almost accelerates relationships in a way that meeting someone in in a normal setting doesn't because it's something that we do hold so close and that we do keep kind of guarded and and don't talk about a lot and so when we find people that share the same interests you know it really immediately from the jump like it's like a closeness that you just don't get everywhere I I completely agree Kirsten, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your inspiring words to any like it's seriously motivating for others to create their own Disney Instagram or their uh, their own Instagram and be themselves and who they truly are. So thank you, Kirsten, so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And again, where can people find you as well? We'll plug it again. Uh, yes, on Instagram, I am Beauty and the Bubbly and that's beauty with a B-E-A-U-T-I-E. E, I sometimes forget how to spell. <laughs> it's fine. Me too. That's, but yeah, that's that's primarily uh, where I am. I'm on TikTok, same TikTok handle. I occasionally dabble there too. <laughs> fine. Very fine. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Kirsten from Beauty and the Bubbly. All of her links will be down in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you could help us out tremendously by going to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review, it truly helps us out and new people discover us. Also, I want you to go share with one of your Disney theme park loving friends. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe. And last but not least, we are always looking for more magical moments. That link is in the show notes, or you can go to justsomemagic.com and click the share your magic button to submit your story. I can't wait to read them all, but until next time, bye. Bye.